This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, let's keep it flying here with Anthony Fury, Dan Moulton, and Dave Sparrow on the matters of uh, political correctness or just uh, civility in general. You know, there was a story on the weekend where uh, young Sam Oosterhoff, he's, uh, he was the youngest person ever elected to the legislature from out Niagara Way at 19, I believe. He's a social conservative. And uh, there's uh, a local, I guess, would-be politician who wasn't too impressed uh, because of his upbringing. So he decided this Christmas, he tweeted, let's protest Sam Oosterhoff and his bigot, misogynistic, and homophobic personality and upbringing. Let's protest at his parents' home at... And the guy supplied the address or give them a call. And he supplied the phone number. And uh, this individual here, whose name is Rob Gill, was visited by the police. He feels now that he was the one uh, who was put out. Uh, the police inappropriately came to call on him uh, rather than what he did to Sam Oosterhoff. He's unrepentant about that. Anthony Fury, uh, is there a problem here with what he did? Well, I, I mean, <laughs> he's clearly... a. a a bit of a loser to just be so outraged at Sam Oosterdorf for, for nothing. There's no private member's bill that Sam's putting forward. I mean, it's part of that sort of vast right-wing conspiracy that, oh, look, here's some Christian conservative kid who's going to, you know, end your life and your liberty tomorrow sort of thing. So, you know, get over yourself this Rob Gill guy who I've never heard of before. And he was kind of, you know, inciting a bit of a riot there, although I'm not crazy about the police uh, knocking on his door. All right. Uh, further to that, I mean, he said earlier in the month that uh, he, quote, couldn't wait to bring a big gay pride protest to Oosterhoff's office, family events, wedding, etc., uh, because Oosterhoff had posted a picture of his attendance at a Christmas celebration hosted by evangelical leader Charles McVitie of Canada Christian College. So the association here is that somehow this is toxic and he needs to address it or nip it in the bud. Was he offside to do so by doxing uh, his parents? Well, I think that it's completely fine to have a protest at uh, Mr. Hustroff's office or any MPP's office or any public uh, figure's office. I think that's uh, a core part of our democracy. But tweeting out the guy's uh, parents' home, uh, whether or not he lives there or not, it doesn't matter if it was his home, his parents' home, his cousin's home. I don't care. I think that's wrong. I don't think it should be done. Uh, I don't think we should interfere in the personal lives of our politicians. It's uh, pretty good in this country and and with regards to that, and I think we should try and hold true to that. now, whether or not the police should have been involved, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't consider this to have been a threat. Uh, I don't, and I, I don't, actually don't really have, I, you know, I work for a lot of politicians. We often had to involve the police based on tweets that were, were sent out, and, and that's fine. I think the, the image the Ford government's going to deal with here is that they have had a few missteps this fall where it looked like they were politicizing the police force in this province, in particular the appointment of the new OPP commissioner. And so it leaves the impression uh, when they do things like this that they have some sort of you know, politicization attempt or, you know, or using the police to their advantage. Uh, and so I think that's probably the image problem that they're dealing with here more than anything else. Uh, I don't think it's right that this guy tweeted out uh, Mr. Ustroff's parents' address. I think he should have deleted it. He did, and that was the right thing to do. Well, uh, okay, Dave Sparrow, do you think there was any problem with sending the police over to the guy's house to get his attention? I I think that depending on how much communication they had with him before, whether he had already agreed to take it down or or whatever in terms of their complaint to him, then perhaps the police wouldn't need to get involved. I don't know what action the police took other than knocking on his door and reporting to him him. and and that he needs to take it down. that's pretty routine. Um, As far as I'm concerned, 
concerned. I'm, I'm happy that the police responded in this way. And I'll just say this. I, I do not share Mr. Oosterhoff's politics, probably in any uh, way. But this was dead wrong by Rob Gill. He should not have posted this. This is his parents. You wonder why many good people are choosing not to run for politics, as we have no respect uh, for politicians. We draw no line between their personal lives and their uh, political lives. And then you go out and do something like this. This is way over the top, and it's uh, egregious behavior that shouldn't be tolerated. And I'm, I'm frankly glad it was nipped in the bud and the address was taken down. All right. So we're all on the same page insofar mm-hmm. as... Uh, not visiting anyone's personal home, uh, riding yeah. office or whatever else we get. Here's something else that the province has decided to do. This is the new Ford government as of yesterday. Uh, when it comes to political fundraisers, we know that, well, you might be uh, very much uh, reminiscent of this one here, uh, Dan, because working with Thanks the... That, John. Well, I just wanted to say, with uh, the Wynn Liberals as well as Dalton McGuinney beforehand, uh, there became... Uh, it was... Uh, held up as a scandal of sorts, the pay-to-play idea, where you yeah. get certain cabinet ministers, I guess Charles Sousa comes to mind readily, uh, they'd be put on a, a quota system of sorts, having to raise like $500,000 sure. yeah. with these meet-and-greets and, greets and uh, the rubber chicken circuit. You know, people would buy corporate tables for ten grand or so on and so forth. And then that was eliminated. Kathleen Wynne decided we're going to put a yep. cap on that and eliminate that. Ford government has now reversed it, uh, where politicians can participate in these fundraisers, no cap on how much money can be raised uh, how do you feel about that reversal now, just within the span of a couple of years? I, there certainly uh, is still a cap on how much can be donated, though, and that it can only be done by per- persons, individuals, right. not corporations. Right. Those were important changes that the, the previous government made, the Kathleen Wing government made, uh, because there was a problem in this province with private money uh, in our politics. Uh, there was too much private money in our politics, and a change was made to get rid of it. I think that needs to stay the case. Allowing politicians to attend local riding fundraisers, you know, tea with the seniors where it costs 50 bucks to come, I think that's completely fine. I have no issues with that. I think that it went too far uh, in, in the last cycle uh, to, to change that. There was, as you bring up, a lot of media rancor, a lot of opposition anger about fundraising. And so, you know, a, a very aggressive piece of legislation was introduced and adopted. Uh, and I think that this small correction is fine. I'm okay with it. I have no problem with it. It's still not corporate money that's involved, and that's the important part, the important point. All right, but if there, uh, I don't know, is there a risk, Anthony, that this could again open the doors to uh, pay to play? Well, there's always a risk, but there's going to be that risk no matter what the rules are. And I'm not just saying this because it's now Ford who's flipped it. You can check the tape. You can check my columns. I wasn't fussed over the reports that came out with the Wynn government uh, and their fundraisers anyway, because, you know, as Dan says, there was a limit to the amount and they're all publicly disclosed. So you can see afterwards, oh, are they actually uh, bought out? And and the idea that big money is, is corrupting our politics, there's truth to some of it. In other degrees, uh, it's a bit of a myth. Uh, Hillary Clinton outspent uh, Donald Trump two to one and look who won. So there are many examples where I, I've never seen this as, as all that much of a big of a deal. How about you, Dave? Uh, as someone who's run for office, and uh, today I, I think I'm filling in for Peter Tabbins, who's still away on uh, vacation, <laughs> I'll say that uh, this is a good opportunity for local politicians to be able to raise some money through uh, meals and various uh, various events and uh, have individuals come. And uh, as, as Dan has said, under the uh, limits made yeah. available by the government, make uh, proper contributions. And in fact, I think things have become too tight and was becoming more and more difficult for uh, people who weren't in 
in the, uh, shall we say, the parties that attract some of the richest people um, uh, to uh, raise enough money to put on proper campaigns. So this will open it up a little. All right. Well, you know, the fight against fossil fuels, that's another big front. And uh, certainly folks out west are complaining that there's this insertion of foreign money, uh, Tides Foundation, Rockefeller Foundation, so on and so forth. I want to pivot to that in just a moment here. We're a, a couple of stories that have made the news early in the new year, uh, what's going on when it comes to uh, fighting climate change or imposing carbon taxes. We'll get to that next as a topic worthy of discussion with our panel, Anthony Fury, Dan Moulton, and Dave Sparrow on The Oakley Show. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.